0: Hello, I am Trent Clark, host of Winners Find a Way Show. I am the CEO of Leadershipity. I am also the CEO of Athletic Influencer Marketing, international speaker, longtime coach, professional baseball coaching three World Series. And I have got my friend Nikki. Blue. Is that right? That's right, brother. Yeah. I I mean, I was like, I'm always going to mess that up, man. I love it. It almost sounds like blue, right? But blue. So Nikki, man, I am excited to start this show. Nikki, first of all, before we get started with this eight-time author with a ninth book on the way, Iranian-born Canada citizen, man, I've got so much to dive into. Tell people first where they can find you
1: eCircleAcademy.com. And if you want to jump on my calendar, eCircleAcademy.com forward slash appointment, those are the best places. But honestly, Nikki Billu on pretty much any social media platform and on Amazon too. Just go there and type in my name. You'll see all my books, all my podcasts.
0: That's awesome. All right. So today for people joining us, this is the first time you've ever joined the Winners Find A Way show. We talk to probably industry one percenters and people that spend all their time with the one percent. People that have gone through it and the successes. And if you're out there today struggling, trying to figure out, like, man, I am having challenges in this life, things are hitting me and maybe a little bit down, but you want to be elite. You are looking to take it to the next level. I think this is the show for you. We just dropped absolute nugget bombs from my like, yes, man, it's pretty awesome. And as you can imagine, an eight time author who wrote finish line thinking of the mindset of a champions, man, Nikki, I am, I'm so excited about getting into this, man. It's crazy. So let's get into, man, you know, university of Toronto grad, you're Iranian born. When you hit 11, the revolution begins and your folks say, Hey man, like this is as a, as a Christian family in Iran, this is not going to go well. And the writing's on the wall and it's it, now it's in our front yard. So what happens at that point?
1: So, yeah, so my dad could see that, you know what, this was not going to work. And thank God that he did, right? Because, you know, the relatively benign dictatorship of the Shah was replaced by the absolute tyranny of the mullahs. Oh. And like I said to you when we spoke off camera, um, there's a lot of people that just don't appreciate how good we have it here. They yeah. say, oh my God, America, oppressive, racist, sexist, horrible place. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's the greatest place on earth. Man, you want to be a pressure? Let me take you to Iran. When as soon as you open your mouth, they're going to grab your ass, throw it in jail, and beat you half to death just for opening your mouth. Yes. So just be grateful that you get to live here. And for those people that constantly are trying to shut down our free speech by using false terms like hate speech and crap like that, there's no such thing as hate speech. There's only free speech. And free speech is. Guaranteed and enshrined in the constitution, there's good reasons why it is. It's the foundation for freedom. If we don't stand up against these woke tards that are trying to take all that away from us, we're (laughs) gonna lose what we have over here, and we're never gonna be able to be enjoy the blessings of liberty. Free enterprise, entrepreneurship, success is possible with a bedrock foundation of freedom. I got that, my dad got that. And my dad's the greatest human being I ever knew. This man, if you knew him, Trent. You were looking for work, he'd work the phones and get you a job. If you were looking to start a business and he knew you, he'd sit down with you. He'd bring you mentors. He'd even bring you capital so you'd get started, even if you were going to compete with him. He had an abundance mentality. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, he yes. Believe in competition. And if you worked for him, you wanted to buy a house, a car, an apartment, dad would talk to you. And if you didn't have enough money, he'd talk you up so you could do that. Who does that? Well, the yeah. late, great Napoleon Ballou for one. But why? Well, first of all, he was a Christian man. He'd been blessed by God. It was his duty, he felt, as a Christian man, to share those blessings. Secondly, he did it because he, could. he had the money. He was successful. He was rich, right? And that, my friend, is what I wanted to be. I wanted to be like that. I wanted to be a helper and an uplifter of men and women. And so eventually that's what I got into. I got into the business of helping people. When I got into business for myself, I was first a top health and wellness coach. I worked with the, you know, top Olympic athletes in Canada in track and field. I worked with billionaires. I worked with the number one realtor in Canada, stuff like that. And I got these people fit so they could go out there and win bigger. Then I got into the business of helping business owners. And you know, I had a business background. I understood business. What I saw, there's a lot of good people in business that, they were good at what they did and they were good human beings, good hearts. But to use a technical term, they sucked at business. They didn't understand, you know, marketing and sales. They didn't understand you know, balance sheet, income statement, cash flow statement, hiring, hiring, culture. You know, they didn't understand customer service. They didn't understand systems, processes. So their business is stagnated. And in particular, man, I could see that these people were not good at marketing and sales. They were scared of selling. I don't want to be seen as pushy. I don't want to be seen as one of those salesy guys. I don't want to recommission, Bro, Give me the sale. No, no, no. So I'm not going to do anything. What what does that do? That means they don't make money that they should. They don't get business that they should get. It's horrible when that happens, Trent. And I see that. And that word sales was what was getting in the way. So I reframed the form. I took it from selling to serving. Because me, I never had any of those issues. I grew up in a business family. I knew business. And I love selling. Sales to me is an act of love. I only sell to people I love and I care about. You're an asshole. I won't sell to you. You know, <laughs> go, go lose. Go lose. Because Nikki Billow ain't going to give us considerable talents to make you rich and successful. So I show good people how to rewire their thinking from selling the service that doubles, triples, quadruples, 10 their income, nothing else changed. Just the rewiring of selling to serving the attention went off of them and it went on to their customer. My dad always told me life is about people. Son, it's not about money. Don't Mm -hmm. focus on the money, focus on helping people. You will make money. Remember, he said to me, that person sitting in front of you, that's someone's father, that's someone's brother, that's someone's son, that's someone's husband, that's someone's mother that's someone's sister, that's someone's wife, that's someone's daughter. That person is somebody that someone else loves and cares about. They're a hero to somebody. They're somebody with hopes and dreams and fears just like you. They've been disappointed by life. Maybe they even got disappointed by someone just like you who promised them everything and delivered them nothing. So you got to remember it's up to you to reaffirm their faith in humanity by treating them amazing because you're a child of God and so are they. Man, that hit me, and that's what, I, what I'm i all about. That's the energy I look to attract, the kind of people who want to do that. And when I let people come from that place of who they are, when they're not thinking about the sale, or are they going to like me or they're going to buy from me, and they're thinking about, I wonder how I can help this person, someone's father, daughter, sister, etc. and they go right to that, success, success is theirs. In the most unlikely of ways, in the most unlikely of hours, success comes to them because God Almighty brings it to them, brings it into their hearts.
0: And makes it shine for them, brother. That's awesome. Like, like Listen, I'm ready to run through the wall right now. I'm fired up. Thanks, you So
1: I want to these, <laughs> I take you
0: back to these huge shifts, all right? You have this father who's just a who's just dynamo, man. He's on fire for God. He's helping people, and I love that. And he's a great model. You go into three very significant culture changes, right? Where you go into Iran, into Toronto, Canada, which is a socialist country. And it's like, Hey, this is a environment. Here we go. We got some certain things. And then you, you graduate from the University of Toronto and go to Georgetown into DC, into the capital of America. Right. Which is just, you know, right now it's like, it's like a political whirlwind right now, Right. It's yeah, crazy. Good. And the town's always got energy. It's always got buzz, right? Like there is energy in that town and you know i don't recall that it's been like dark energy but it there's a level of energy that's pretty wild there man and and i could imagine it can shift pretty negatively but how many years were you at georgetown and talk to me talk me through about what you learned during your years there because you and i think the same on this freedom thing because you and i have some pretty thick passports and when you go out around the world and you find out man it it's other folks don't have what we have like this is Unbelievable. Including what you and I just talked about, which is worship. Like, hey, Nikki and I want to sit down and pray before we have a meal, breakfast. And like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, man, we're going to put you in prison for that. Like, wait, what? No, We're, we're having coffee and bagels, man. <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Like, and I don't understand the language, right? I'm like, what do you mean prison? Because we're going to sit down and just pray to something, a higher power than ourselves. That's beyond me. But I think Disney actually showed something that really... I've, I've pushed for a long time in my talks. Is that, hey man, if you're not sure how good you have it, like I've been to places where they will actually give up their firstborn to have the opportunity of the Western world. And then Disney does this movie with Rise, the basketball player over at Milwaukee, and a Pukolos. I can't. He's Greek. the The Greek freak and Santa Kumpo. Yeah, thank you, Giannis. Yep, and Giannis's parents leave their first child with like her sister or a parent, because they got to flee to get out of this country and create something valuable. They go on to have four other sons and they don't see that child until Giannis is 19 years old is drafted into the NBA and they get a deal to get the children back United in the United States, A, a sacrifice of well over 20 years to make that happen. And, With no guarantee that that ever would happen, by the way, just by simple fortitude, faith, and a, a number of other probably blessings that they never probably ever could have expected would come upon them. And a few folks, a few like you call heroes, that stepped into that and really made a difference, man. That talk, just talk me through those cultural issues and, and and then what Georgetown was like for you.
1: Brother, that's not a big part of my story, to be honest with you. There was not yeah. really a cultural issue going to Georgetown whatsoever, man. Easy. It was a university. I went there. I studied. I got to learn a lot of stuff from a lot of people. To be honest with you, U of T was a harder school than Georgetown by a country mile. I wow. had better professors there. Georgetown had a great name. And there was a few profs there that worked for the Reagan administration And there was one of my profs who ended up being the secretary of state for Bill Clinton, Madeleine Albright. You know, she was a leftist person. And, you know, I I clashed with her all the time. It was fun to be at Georgetown. I learned a lot. You know, it was the next step in my evolution. There's no question about it. But I'm telling everybody here. If you're looking at university and you're going, should I go to university in 2022? I tell you, mm-hmm. no, go start a business. I think university right now is, does not deliver the value that it once did. All the stuff I learned with school was good. They taught me how to think, but all the stuff that I needed to learn to be successful, I learned outside of university. The only okay. thing I got out of being in school was learning how to like work toward a deadline well and yep. learn how to do critical thinking. All right. Let's... Everything else about how to sell, mm-hmm. how to do, how to market, all of that. That came post-university. That came from life, the University of Life, where I got a PhD and advanced postdoctorate degrees. Okay, so let's talk about the Finish
0: Line Thinking book. That comes out in 2013. You coach all these folks, and I love when you think, how many books have you read? Would you tell me how many? 4,000 books. 4,000 books. Okay, so you write this book, How to Think and View Life Like a Champion. I wanna, you, you coached two Olympic champions, you're in business together with them. You've coached multiple entrepreneurs, and I find entrepreneurs and athletes to have a lot of very similar mindsets, by the way. And so Talk to do. me about some of the things of the 13 principles that come out of that mindset.
1: Well, look, you know, what I learned when I, in working with top gold medal athletes was I got really curious. I mean, what is it that makes a champion a champion? What has it that has one person, right, become a champion and somebody who's like even more talented than they are not? Well, it's all about how they think, right? The mindset of a champion was all it's at they engage in what I call finish line thinking, right? And what is that? That's the science of how to think and win like a champion, you know? And basically, I spent a lot of time working with these folks. I spent a lot of time working with top-level folks in a whole bunch of different fields in entrepreneurship. And I I did a lot of studying. So that's where my background at Georgetown came in is I looked at the research of folks like Dr. Anders Erickson and Dr. Angela Lee Duckworth who wrote the book Grit, Yep. you know? And once people understand what these are, they can apply them. Well, number one is you want to be a champion, right? You got to be healthy and fit. So you got to exercise, you got to eat right, and you got to take care of your mind. You got to get lots of sleep. You've got to make sure that you are are meditating and feeding your brain with positivity. The other thing that's important for being a champion is you need a peer group of fellow like-minded championship level thinkers. You're never going to do it on your own. Every champion I've ever worked with was part of some high-level peer group, you know? Peer groups are super important, right? One of my mentors, Robin Sharma, who I actually, you know, coached as well, when he, was, when actually, when I was a fitness guy, he said to me once, you ever wanna double your income, triple your investment in personal and professional development? I did that, and I more than doubled my income. Why? Because you put in the time to learn from coaches, from mentors, you get into peer groups and you learn from your peers, you get into your courses, you know what I'm saying? You read book. All of this is about feeding you with positivity and feeding you with how to win in life. That's what it takes. There is no other way.
0: Love it. Let's talk a little bit about a time where you were down, like a time where you got hit, man. Like you've been knocked down a couple of times. I love the quote from the four disciplines of execution, which is the namesake of this show based on the book by Chris McChesney and Sean Covey that says winners, when shown data that they are losing, find a way to win so you know with that when i'm thinking that finish line thinking right and i can really identify this right as a pretty high level athlete and coaching high level athletes like man everything is based on that result like every activity is like hey we're gonna win a world championship and we're not gonna win 162 you know games we know that right but what are we gonna get the lesson every time so that when at the end at the finish line we do have the ring. We are the champions. Like this is what we're going for. And everything is built around that mindset, man. I mean, and it's the, the huge value. And when you talk about a peer group, a peer group to a lot of people like athletics and entrepreneurship, I'm a member of the entrepreneur organization and it's hyper learning, right? Because I'm surrounded by these just all stars who just kick butt and take names. And by the way, they spent all that money finding out like Nikki blue and getting all this education. And we get five people that walk in a room for a forum who've all hired a coach at Nikki blues level. And they're bringing all their expertise and experience. And I'm going, Holy crap, man. Like you are just like, just learning on like fire. It's like just expedited so quickly. Athletics are the same way. The Top athletes of the world have been taught by great coaches and they bring their experiences. So everybody leaves their ego at the door to walk in and go, hey, how do we all get to the same finish line that we all want? Now, there's some confidence in the game. There's some ego in the game. I don't want to discount that, but like, it's all coming. So let's talk a little bit about when that challenge hit to you. What did you do about it? And walk me through that a little bit.
1: Before we get to that, there's a lot of interesting things that you just said that I want to get into. So first of all, it's interesting that you have a background in baseball and World Series rings and all that jazz. I'm good friends with the great Todd Stottlemyre. Sure. Uh, who won yeah. a couple World Series here yeah. in Toronto. And I, I know Reggie Sanders somewhat yes. as well. I don't know him well. Also a World Series champion. G- great man. We band. were both in that O2 Series too. There you go, man. Reggie's good people. And I went through a separation and a divorce over a decade ago. And at the time, I blamed her at first because, you know, it was she did it. It was kind of out of the blue. In retrospect, maybe it shouldn't have been, but it was. And I just was like an excusitis, oh my God, until the point where a friend of mine had me join a men's group and they wouldn't put up with any of that crap, like not for a minute. No, it's not her fault. It's your responsibility. Made me really angry, but they were right. And, you know, in one of the sessions, I was so angry, I was going to punch a man out. A bunch of the men held me down and and the the man said to me, you know, and I still don't like the man, but he did me a big service that day. He said, when are you going to stop? blaming her when you're going to stop blaming yourself when you're going to forgive her when you're going to forgive yourself and take responsibility for what happened and i just collapsed i started crying and in that moment i said i do it right now and as soon as that happened i got out of the session we had our phones in and they're turned off during the session so i turned it on boom instantly it, she calls me instantly as soon as the phone's on she's like oh my god i've been i've just been trying to hurt you and make you suffer i'm so sorry we're done with that and after that the divorce proceeded smoothly and after that you know there She and I, we never reconciled, but we got along really well. And she came on vacation with the kids and I and my new lady. So you got to say something super powerful and positive about that. And the lesson for someone listening to this is adversity isn't done to you, it's done for you. Mm
0: -hmm. Adversity isn't
1: done to you, it's done for you. Everything that God brings into your life is done for you to make you stronger, to make you better. Maybe it's hard to see that in the moment, but you got to eventually come around to that way of thinking. And once you do come around to that way of thinking, victory is yours. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, And I want to say something around thought leadership because I know we don't have too much more time left today, but this is something that might be good for you to bring me into your EO forum and talk to your CEOs about. But thought leadership is very powerful and very important. And for company owners, it's the most important thing they should be looking into in 2023, okay? Now, thought leadership applies to coaches and consultants, absolutely. It applies to employees at companies, but here's where it applies to company owners. Now, I'll give you a definition of thought leadership, and then I'll give you a couple examples. So, an is someone who knows something. A thought leader is someone who's known for knowing something. Experts are a dime a dozen. Thought leaders are rare and valuable. Another way to put it is, an expert's like a cover band when a thought leader composes and plays original music. Why do you want to be a thought leader? Well, let me give you an example. Back in 1998, 25 years ago, there were two computer companies that were roughly the same size. One of them was called Dell Computer. The other one was called Apple Computer. They roughly were around eight and a half billion a year in sales. They roughly had the same market cap, you know, on the markets and, you know, good companies making good products, right? Nobody would deny that. Well, today, 2023, 25 years later, Dell Computer... Successful company, just over 80 billion a year in sales, you know, decent market cap. But Apple Computer is the world's most valuable company and $320 billion a year in sales. Why? Why? There is one reason, one reason only. The CEO of Apple went on a deliberate strategy of being infused with the brand of the company and creating a messaging that just grabbed people's emotions, right? And as a result of that, People just wanted to buy Apple because that that messaging was powerful and it worked. And who's the CEO of Apple back then? fellow by the name of Steve Jobs. Now, who's the CEO of Dell? You may know who it is, Trent, but most people don't. It's Michael Dell. Yeah. Michael Dell did not go and make himself a thought leader in his space. He was an out of the limelight kind of a guy. That was a mistake because Dell yeah. Computer could have easily been as big <laughs> and as successful as Apple. Not to say it's not successful But it missed the boat. Now, in 2023, if you're a CEO, you need to create a brand for you. You need to have podcasts, videos, messaging, books that put you out there so that people go, this dude is the go-to expert in his industry. I want to hear what he has to say. I want to buy his products. I want to work for his company. I want to invest in this company. Look at Elon Musk, man. Look, I know Tesla's taken a beating in the stock market the last couple of weeks, but you know it's coming back. This is just because of all this Twitter bullshit. Tesla is going to be, once again, the most valuable company in the automotive industry. Tesla is going to sell and sell and sell. And Elon Musk and his brand is why. Now, someone's listening to this he goes, I'm not Steve Jobs. I'm not Apple. I don't own a company like Apple. Doesn't matter. You can still do this. There's a guy by the name of Patrick Bet-David. Patrick Bet-David is an insurance guy, PHP agency. A little over a decade ago, he had 200 agents, made a couple million a year, decent income, right? Now he's got 27,000 agents and he makes $250 million a year. Why? Well, because Patrick Bet-David started the Valuetainment Channel and he's known as the entrepreneur guy. People listen to his channel, come check him out. And as a result of that, in the books that he's written, People go, I want to work for this guy. I want to buy insurance from him. All of that from this guy developing a brand for himself.